Hello, I'm Michelle Brandris, and thank you for listening to today's episode of From the Basement Up. And today we have Lynn Trisna, an executive director from Pitney Meadows Community Farm here in Saratoga Springs, New York. This business has a special mission to promote agricultural education while preserving the working farm for the community. This project began in 2016, and I'm looking forward to learning how this unique farm is creating both healthy food and recreation for families in the Saratoga area. Hello, Lynn, and thank you so much for joining us on From the Basement Up. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is great. Well, I want to hear first, I want to hear about you, and then I definitely want to hear about the farm and the project. But if you don't mind, if we could start with you, that would be great. Sure. Um, so I'm the executive director of the Pitney Meadows Community Farm. Um, and for me, I was very interested in the farm because I have an agricultural background. I've worked for for-profit farms and not-for-profit farms in my career and thought that farms were a great way to bring people onto the property, to connect with the land, connect with their food, because farming as a profession is this mysterious unknown. Yes. <laughs> people get very intimidated by planting seeds of timing and spacing. And um, it doesn't, it is complicated, but also just trying it and troubleshooting it and growing some radishes. It doesn't have to be that complex. So um, in my previous positions, I had been doing a lot of production and was really missing that community element. So during the pandemic, I found Pitney Meadows Community Farm and applied and moved to upstate New York. And it's been great because the community is here all of the time, dawn to dust, seven days a week, whenever I'm at the farm, there's always a community gardener or someone walking the trail or shopping the farm stand. Um, and even if you're walking the trail and not so interested in where your food comes from, you're still exposed to agriculture and seeing the changing of the seasons and how the weather impacts the crops um, and seeing farmers out there. So having, you know, school buses of kids being able to see, oh, that's a farmer, this is what they're doing. Um, you know, we pair our educational programs in the same space as our agricultural programs. So as kids are starting seeds, they see that they're doing exactly the same thing as farmers. So um, farming doesn't have to be scary. Growing your own food doesn't have to be intimidating. Um, and it happens in all scales. So it's been really great to move up here and share this experience um, because in previous farms I worked at, that great farm experience had been limited to my crew. So it's nice to be able to welcome the whole community onto the farm. Now, I love, where, where are you from originally? I'm from Westchester, Pennsylvania originally. Okay. So... I had farmed in Eastern PA, Western PA, Central PA. I've, I've made my rounds in Pennsylvania and um, I always had my eyes set on upstate New York. So I'm, I'm happy to finally be here. Well, welcome. That's very exciting. And I'm sure the farm is thrilled to have you there. If you don't mind, um, so I've lived here for about 20 years and seeing the piece of property there and when it was selling, potentially selling, I remember like it was kind of a heartache because it's a beautiful area and it's this farmland and we don't have much of it around here anymore. So it was just so wonderful to see that the community was able to step in and save this farm. And if you don't mind giving the listeners just some background about the history of the Pitney Meadows farm, that would be fantastic. Sure. Um, so the organization 
is five years old, but it really was kind of a 40 year journey to get to the point that the farm was preserved. Um, it didn't start in 2016. There's a lot of heavy lifting that happened before then. So the, the farm was part of the Pitney family for three generations. They purchased the property in 1863. And so um, Bill Pitney and Kathleen Pitney and Ju Judith, Judith Pitney um, were the siblings who decided to turn the farm into a nonprofit. Um, generations had been driving on West Avenue past the Pitney property and seen the beautiful landscape and seen that amazing sunset. And so three generations had had, had that experience. And in talk, when talking with the Pitney family, you know, they had been approached for years to turn the land into a development. So um, what's great is, you know, a lot of times land the value of the land is considered by its potential for development. Mm -hmm. But what's really great about Pitney Meadows is, you know, people that were skeptical about the value of the land as open space are now starting to realize the value of children's program programs, you know, our food security efforts that we have on the farm, our community gardens, our events. So that's something that's been really impactful is seeing this piece of land valuable in a way other than being developed. So the Pitney family, after having, you know, so many offers to purchase the property, at one point it could have been 300 homes, um, they decided to turn it into a nonprofit. So, and in talking to the Pitney family, you know, I'll ask them questions about, you know, is it weird that, you know, you have these very specific intimate family memories on this property with these barns in these different spaces on the farm? And I just asked them, like, is it weird that now there's like, the public here like everyone's having these experiences and you know the response i get from the pitney family is no like it's really great that other families are enjoying the property and other families are having these memories so you know one program that we started last year is we have free kids programming every wednesday at 4 p.m so we have a wondering wandering wednesday um, during covid when we canceled a lot of our educational programs we we created a book um, called ready set grow so it's a way that families can have activities and things to do on the farm, because as much as like the farm is really peaceful and quiet, people like to interact with the farm and have purpose and do something. So we turn that book into weekly educational programs, which are free because, you know, the value of having meaningful, positive family interactions in an outdoor setting is really important. So that way, um, you know, it's those family memories of cherishing and, and history from the Pitney family is now shared to the entire Saratoga Springs community, Saratoga County, and even people that are visiting. So it's really, it's really great to, to think about like that generosity of sharing, you know, your beloved family memories for three generations with their, your entire community. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm also curious, as far as the schools in the area, do you have um, programs with the different elementary schools? Yep. So um, we did a lot of field trips before COVID. And of course, COVID put a pause on bringing as many kids onto the farm. We're fortunate that we're right across the street from Saratoga Springs High School. So we were able to still have some groups come because they could literally walk to the farm. That's the benefit of being 
a very agricultural setting. We have 166 acres in a downtown setting. You know, people can ride their bikes to the farm from downtown. People can walk from the high school. So we were able to continue somewhat, but that's something that we really like bringing back is, you know, the kindergartners, um, area community centers are bringing their kids for camps, um, private schools, public schools have really started to bring buses of kids onto the farm. I mean, one, one week we had four different groups coming um, and in giving tours and, and people at the farm, that's the thing that we get the most comments from is just seeing kids interact in an open field and experiencing the farm um, has been something that's been really great. And even um, we have a, a summer running program through the recreational center because we have our trails, recreation is very important to the farm um, and overall health. So we have these free um, kid running program for you know high schoolers, but also you know little kids. And uh, the coach who's on our board will like take kids out into the field and explain like where their food comes from, which I really appreciate and enjoy. I was you know coming from my car and these kids after running through cones and doing their little warm ups got ushered out into the farm fields and got this like mini lecture about just so you know, this is where your food comes from. These are the people that grow your food. Um, so regardless of why you come to Pitney Meadows, you still get that like educational push of, you know, what the impact of the environment on your food, the importance of pollinator habitat. So we always, we always sneak that in regardless of why you're coming to Pitney Meadows. And one thing I was also wondering about, um, the YMCA is across the street. Do you have a relationship with the YMCA? Yeah, so we are we are definitely building that relationship. Um, we have a relationship with the Saratoga Springs YMCA, but then also the Wilton YMCA. So looking at um, advertising our educational programs and looking at um, kind of joint events um, and space. So you know, as we are developing and the YMCA is developing, we're definitely keeping in touch um, about what each other is up to. That's great. I it's. The location of the farm, it's like, I can't stress this enough to the listeners. We are so lucky that this had, that you all did this in town for us. And I, I was looking online and I was checking it out. You even have like a canning class this, this Thursday. And then yeah. you have, I mean, cause this is someone like, I have always wanted to know how to do certain things. So I'm like, okay, there's this amazing resource here in town. I need to get involved. I need to start doing this. And I wanted you to talk about like the, the drive-in movie nights and the fire feast. And, and I love that all of this is coming into the, the community farm, but also I know that if first definitely explain those and then what happened during COVID, were you still able to do it? Yeah. So, um, Fire Feast, which is our biggest fundraiser of the year, we had we had a relaunch um, July 19th. So we had two year pause during COVID um, because planning a 400 person event during January of those years felt very scary. So we decided to have our relaunch this year. And, you know, what's so great about this year is in previous years, we were getting people excited about what we were going to do versus now we can share our accomplishments in addition to, you know, what we're excited about on the horizons. And for us, you know, we really kept to what we do best and that true mission element. So that's what made, you know, the event so great is we had our cocktail hour 
in the community garden where, you know, community gardeners were answering questions and people were interacting and, and checking out what was happening. We also had carriage rides through our farm fields. So, um, you know, before we were talking about, you know, how we're going to develop the farm and how we're going to grow. And now we can actually show people, you know, we had built greenhouses. We just built a pole barn, which we're going to be putting solar onto. So, um, you know, like highlighting our produce, our growth, and then also local chef talents. So, you know, we have a lot of great chef partners. There's a lot of talented chefs in Saratoga Springs. So we made it a super local event where, um, you know, you're not only meeting your farmer and seeing what's happening out in the farm fields, but meeting the chefs. So rather than a sit down served, um, people who attended the event actually went up to different stations to meet the chefs. All the chefs cooked over an open flame. Um, to have that interaction and that experience, because that's what's really important about Pitney Meadows is we don't have, we, we have land, that's our biggest asset. So inviting people onto the farm to experience the land, even if it's our more exclusive fundraiser, we're still gonna have people out in the community garden and interacting with where their food comes from and have that educational element. So we do a lot of Pitney Meadows, but the the backbone and the core of what we do is education. So whether it's recreation, whether it's community gardens, whether it's events, we're still gonna have that educational element as well. So even if you're attending for Fire Feast and you know, it's the food, it's the alcohol, it's, it's focusing on that local, those local producers. So the beer we had was with a, a local brewery where you could talk to the owners and talk to the brewers. Um, the wine was from Old Tavern Farm, a local producer. So, um, you know, really highlighting the immense, you know, offerings of food and talent that we have in our community. Because um, at Pitney Meadows, it's not just us. It's not just what we're doing. It's our community partners, because that's our biggest strength. Um, and those are the folks that build us up. So um, it was a really, really great event. We were so happy to invite, you know, four people. 400 people onto the farm to celebrate our accomplishments. Um, but then also knowing that's, you know, one day of the year, we have a more exclusive event. We want to balance it with more free offerings, sliding scale. Um, so during COVID, when we couldn't do fire fees or anything like that, that's when we started doing the drive-in movie nights um, because people were just so desperate to gather. Um, and during COVID, it just came, became very clear that community space and food were really, really important to a lot of people. And we had the luxury of being able to have outdoor safe events. So that's something that um, has really blossomed during COVID is our ability to host and have events and have educational workshops um, during a time that a lot of things got canceled and, and people were really looking for you know, that interaction and that community support. So do you find that some of the restauranteurs or the restaurants downtown, because you do do farm to table, um, are they promoting what's happening at the farm from Broadway? Yeah, so all of our chef partners promote the farm. So what's great is, um, you know, in, in hearing our chef partners, who are very farm to table, you know, the, the Pitney Meadows audience, the people that are coming to support the farm are also folks who are really interested in supporting the chefs as well. So it creates a really great mutual relationship of, you know, if you 
if you want to, if you're really invested in that farm to table, these are the, these are the chefs. These are the restaurants that you can go to, to who support local farmers, who support Pitney Meadows, um, and really promote them. Um, and so that's, that's what we've heard from some chef partners is, you know, they love doing these kind of events, but they don't always, it doesn't always benefit in the same way as people that are invested in farming. Okay. So it felt like a really great mutual relationship because, you know, the, the chef partners who are very, very invested in local food, you know, this is an audience that is really interested um, in, support, in supporting those kind of endeavors. Sure. What restaurants uh, downtown in Saratoga do you work with? Um, so we work with uh, Hamlet and Ghost, and then um, we've worked with Dizzy Chicken and Bread Basket. Um, we work a lot with Lily and the Rose Catering, and then also Farmhouse Catering. Um, so those are our, our, our biggest supporters. Um, and then we also you know, have other smaller sales to restaurants. That's fantastic. And as far as like, because these relationships take time to build, I'm, I'm sure. And then also planning, you know, planning the growing season and everything. So what does it look like kind of day to day? You've got a lot of things going on where you're, there's a business aspect to it. There's a philanthropic aspect to it. Kids coming in educational aspect. It, there's a lot going on. So like, what is your day to day throughout the year? Uh, a well-orchestrated chaos, <laughs> which I think is typical of any farm. So, you know, we plan as much as possible. Um, so, you know, my rule of thumb in farming was always plan the entire season so you don't have to think as of April. And then from then on, it's it's triage. So one thing, um, you know, Pitney Meadows has so much opportunity and so much passion that we have a really hard time saying no. But that's really worked out during COVID because a lot of our audience um, is a moving target and there's a lot shifting and happening in the world. Uh, a lot of people have tons on their plates. So, um, you know, as much as we try to plan, like, some some things pan out differently and we're constantly adapting and changing and trying to best serve the community. So, um, you know, one kind of huge shift that we've had is, you know, during COVID, we canceled a lot of our volunteering opportunities, educational programs, our community felt really small. So I started September of 2020 and we started planning events and they were talking about our parking plan and where cars were parking. And I had no clue because I had started during COVID and there was only 10 cars on the farm sure. and the community gardeners and our farm staff. So we kind of had to re-event, you know, during COVID. And we made a, uh, a pivot because we had to cancel so much. We decided to invest heavily in farming and food security. So that was a huge increase for us of expanding our farm fields, expanding our donations, going from, you know, 6,000 pounds of produce donated a season to over 20,000 pounds. So it's really shifting and adapting depending on what the needs are of the community. But now as an organization, we're starting to fine tune, you know, what our niche is and how we really fit into the community of, you know, the land is our biggest asset and education. That's what we do really well. So we're starting to tailor our programs more to our niche versus try to do everything. Um, 
and so that's where the community partnerships come into play. But, you know, on the day to day, we are managing buses of school kids come onto the farm for educational programs, community gardeners coming. Um, we might have like a community partner who's doing a fundraiser or SPAC does their chamber music concerts in addition to, you know, a greenhouse being built so we can extend our season and extend our donations. So like what I just described sometimes happens all in one day. Wow. But for us, we're still seasonal. We don't have, um, you know, in, we have, we have season extended indoor heated space, but um, we're still not a year round organization. We're starting to bleed into either sides of the season. Um, so we're starting to do more educational programs in March and then extend into November. But because we're still a seasonal organization, it's like all in. Once May hits, like we wanna bring as many people onto the farm and we kind of enter into a sprint um, and then it starts to wind down in September and October, but, you know, it's this orchestrated chaos because we have this window of time where people can come, they can pick their own produce, they can have experiences on the farm. So we really want to maximize that amount of time. So as chaotic as it, it may be, it's all, it's all good things. Oh yeah. Well, you, you mentioned donations. Do you mind expanding on that a little bit? The giving back? Yeah, sure. So um, we started by donating produce to the regional food bank, which was great because we donated ton, literal tons of produce and we just put it onto the truck and they handled distribution. Um, but one thing that we noticed is like, we didn't know our impact and we didn't know where our produce was going. And thinking about like the volume that the regional food bank produces and distributes not to say that 20,000 20, pounds of produce is a lot of produce. I'll tell you, like it is absolutely a lot of produce, but it felt kind of like a drop in the bucket, knowing the amount of distribution the food bank was doing. So the evolution of that was, um, we're a community farm. So we want to put a little bit more community back into that, that donation and education. So, you know, thinking about people were receiving food assistance for the first time that never thought that they would need food assistance. You know, we had interactions with our customers who, um, you know, came to the farm and said, hey, I used to shop at the farm stand, but I lost my job. And now could you tell us where you donate your produce? Because I would still love to get your produce. So um, we were getting these stories and we have really great community partners that started doing a lot of food security as well. So social service agencies. And for us, like we have a lot to do. And so I always try to leverage our strengths versus our weaknesses. So we built upon these partnerships to help us with distribution. So what's great about that is we are increasing our impact, but still maintaining the amount we can produce within our capacity, which it's always, you know, we want to feed as many people as possible, but we understand that we're building infrastructure and we have a certain capacity of production. So a way to increase our impact by still producing 20,000 pounds of produce, we relied on these partnerships to see who was being served by the food bank because they had refrigeration and certain requirements that the food bank has to accept donations. 
we were seeing who wasn't able to accept fresh produce and was able to accept those donations. And then we were strategic about pickup or delivery. So they still could offer fresh produce to their constituents. It was just, you know, on demand and tailoring a certain amounts. So some of the seniors we served during our educational program were having trouble registering or navigating our website. So, you know, for me, like, I don't, serving seniors is not my expertise. So I'd go on the website and see like, okay, what are they talking about? How can we make the information more accessible? And it's like the information was right there. So I'm like, okay, we're not, as an organization, we need to do better about how to be more accessible to seniors. So I called the senior center and said, hey, this is what we're facing. We'd really like to engage seniors more in our educational programs. Can you help us out? So we started doing senior specific programming where the senior center handles advertisement and registration, and then we can offer the program. So it's a great way that, like we can't do everything at Pitney Meadows as much as we would love to. Um, it kind of dilutes our mission a little bit. So those partnerships allow us to stick to our strengths and then form these really great partnerships. So, you know, we have a, a senior um, center specific program that we're doing and we have nine people coming. That's great. So that's great because that's an audience that we weren't going to be able to serve otherwise because of that barrier of online registration. So, and that's so smart. And I, I'm sitting here listening to this because you're touching every part of the community and every demographic and every, every age. What, what was your, I know that you've worked in farms before, but I mean, there's a lot here. I feel like what was your, your concentration in school? And did you know that you were always going to be doing this? Um, I had no clue I was going to be doing this. <laughs> um, just like I had no clue I was going to become a farmer. Um, I think that you just, if you want to do something, you figure it out and you make it work. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, like I, I developed my skill as being an executive director because I have a really great community. And so for me, I, I have people that I can reach out to for their expertise and their help. Um, and they build me up, which is really great and really fortunate. Um, you know, that's something I experienced in my, in the farming community of, I don't know how to do this. I'm a new farmer. So I would contact local farm and say, Hey, can I, I've never built a greenhouse before and I have to build one. Can I come visit and check out your greenhouse and you have your setup? And everyone says yes. And they're so willing to help. Um, so, you know, as like, I don't have a strong finance background, but now I understand finances. And it's not because I read a book about it. It's because I talked to people and found a mentor and figured it out. And the Saratoga Springs community has been so generous the talent pool in this community and people who are so willing to take action and help has just been tremendous. So as much as, you know, the community, the community really produced Pitney Meadows, the community is also kind of producing me as well. Um, so that's something that has been really great is if I ask a question or something I'm not sure about, there's someone there to answer it and help, um, which has been really, really great. Thank you. And I love what you just said, that the community is developing Pitney Meadows, but the community is also developing me. And I think that when I look back on, you know, 
going to work and starting, it's always a mentor or someone who has helped me out that has made the biggest difference in my life. So that's so nice that you brought that up and said that. Um, what do you think the biggest win is for um, Pitney Meadows Farms? So for me, I think the biggest win is those collective, really, really small impacts. Um, and also, you know, the our organization has been really focused on accessibility um, and creating that, that safe space. So, um, you know, like, you know, people bring their, you know, we have a couple of families that have a child who's autistic and like the community garden or the farm fields or picking flowers, like that's their safe space and it makes them feel really comfortable. So it's like stories like that, um, that I think are the most impactful victories, especially for me. Um, you know, we're, we're doing some youth development work. We have um, a rainbow club of LGBTQ youth working with Captain um, Youth Shelter. Like it's those, having that safe space for anyone regardless of their background. Um, and like Pitney Meadows does a really great job of bringing people down on the same level. So one of my favorite stories is we have um, SPAC come and the Lincoln Center and we do the chamber music over the summer. And the artistic director, who was like a world renowned musician, like awesome guy, he was, we were talking about growing tomatoes because he had a little bit of an unsuccessful growing season in his backyard with tomatoes. And so I'm standing there and we're chatting about it. And one of our community gardeners who I had gotten to know and known had it had recently experienced homelessness um, was able to give pointers to the artistic director of the Lincoln Center about how to better grow tomatoes. And I was just like, where else would this conversation happen? So it, it's like those, and you don't know unless you know the people, but um, you know, like someone is like a very, in a very influential position in the community. And then there's someone who's you know, experience homelessness out in our CSA program and like they don't know each other's background and they're just happy to be there experiencing the land and picking broccoli. Like it's those really simple things that that bring us together that I I think, you know, Penny Meadows, that's where we really shine. It's creating that human connection and the commonality, creating that for everybody. I think that that's beautiful. I love that. That's such a great story. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. As far as, um, you know, words to live by or things that you typically, like your mantra day to day, um, do you have something? I, I, and I like, I can just tell you're like a go-getter. You're, you're a doer. You're going to figure it out. Um, and I'm just thinking you must have something that you just carry with you. So this is something that um, I came up with a few years ago. So I've gone through many rounds of farm interns. And so they're, they're typically college students who are, you know, trying to figure out what they want to do with life. So a lot of really heavy conversations while like weeding carrots. Um, <laughs> and so, so I had this one, I had this amazing intern group in 2019. It was just like, kind of like all-star, like great people just, you know, they, they'll always stick with me. 
Um, and I was weeding carrots with one of the interns and we were having this conversation and, you know, eventually like all the interns kind of came around me, we were closing up the, the day with carrot weeding. So they all started trickling in as they were finishing their other tasks. And we were just having this conversation about life. And um, I just told my interns, you know, life is easier when you're strong. And, you know, life is kind of like a muscle that you have to develop. So as much as like some experience might, you know, be painful or be a struggle, it's fine because it's not forever. And it's going to prepare you for what's going to come next. And then you won't blink an eye. You'll know what to do. And it'll become easier. Like everything is really new right now, but it'll be fine and you'll figure it out. And, you know, that intern group, they were trying to find jobs and internships when the world shut down. You know, they were my crew in 2019. And, you know, in March, when their lives got canceled, essentially, like, they had really great stuff lined up and their lives got put on pause and they reached out of like, if I can't figure anything out, can you give me a job? And I'm like, yep, we'll figure it out. Like if you need us as your safety net, go for it. And they all figured it out. Like they didn't need a job. They, you know, they're, they were go-getters. And um, so that, that's something that I try to remind myself as well as I, you know, have those new experiences and face something that I'm not sure how to handle. Um, of, you know, it's not forever. And I, there's the only option is to figure it out and move forward. So I may as well figure it out and move forward. Um, and, you know, thinking about, you know, I've been in my position for two years and I'm facing stuff this year that like, I know what to do. I know who to talk to. I know what decision needs to be made. But last year I would have like agonized over like what to do and is it the right decision? And, um, yeah, so I think life's easier when you're strong. And sometimes you have to go through uncomfortable moments, but it'll you'll be better off for it. That is the best advice to give young people. Absolutely. Because I, I feel, okay, I have a 16-year-old son who at times I worry I've made things way too easy on. <laughs> and I just want him to know that it, it's challenging and life is hard and expect that. And it's okay. And you'll get through it. So the fact that you said that to the kids is great. And just to ask again, you have something working with the high school? Yeah, we okay. do. Okay. So um, we, we do internships. We do um, some youth employment stuff that we're starting. You know, as we have more staff, we're trying to piece in, like, youth employment. Um, so as we develop and have a staff, you know, I don't want – a young person, you know, reporting to a volunteer. So as we build our staff, we're thinking about, we have to do this. Um, how do we train youth and do that at the same time? Um, and then also actually the boys cross country team uh, practices at the farm. So they are like our hardcore volunteers. Um, they do all of the parking for our events, which is really great. Um, and that usually gets the most reaction is very enthusiastic high school students waving flags and safety vests and directing people where to park. Um, and, you know, as COVID lessens and we get to know teachers more um, and have an education director now. So that's a big shift as well as before we had community partners that were helping us facilitate education, but now we have a staff member as she forms relationships and gets to know teachers 
um, and incorporates what we're doing into the curriculum. Um, we're just building and building um, those relationships because that, I mean, that's where we really, where we feel it in our hearts is, you know, seeing that, that youth engagement and inspiring kids to be interested in, in farming and land preservation. Thank you. I, it, and just if people were hearing birds in the background and cause I really love that in the beginning, Lynn is actually at the farm right now, um, doing this, this podcast episode. So Lynn, thank you so much. As far as words that Pitney Meadows farm may have for the community or people out there, are there any words or kind of, I want to say values or goals or, um, core values that you want to share? Yeah, so for us as an organization, you know, we're, we're really developing those values right now. So staff are having a lot of conversations. Our board is having a lot of conversations. And for us, it's, it's all about bringing people onto the farm. The more people on the farm, the better. And so, and again, like I talk a lot about community partnerships, but they're so important and valuable for our organization um, in thinking about accessibility, you know, we are going to take this journey with with people that have limitations of you know working with aim and thinking about job training of adults with disabilities and and thinking about like how how they experience the farm um and so for us like accessibility and bringing people onto the farm and connecting with food like even with our uh food donations like we're moving from food security to food sovereignty and going from you know just donating boxes of produce to donating plants so people can grow their own produce. So um, you know we're just evolving, and it's all about inspiring people to connect with their food and connect with the land. Thank you. I love it, Lynn. That was such a, a great interview. I love it, and I can't wait for people in our community to listen to it. I know that there are times where I've I've driven by and. I'll be honest, I've been a little intimidated just because I don't have a green thumb and I always felt like I needed to know how to plant or grow things in order to go there. And it sounds like it's, it's there for everybody to learn. Oh, for sure. We, any kind of thumb color we accept. <laughs> Good. Thank you so much for the interview today. Again, this is Pitney Meadows Community Farm in Saratoga Springs, New York. And Lynn, again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It was a pleasure talking with you today. Thank you to our listeners for joining us for today's episode. And thank you to my amazing producer, Emily Flanagan. She deals with all my shenanigans. Um, Julia Augustino, thank you for the amazing composition that you have made for the podcast. And listeners, feel free to check us out on our social media channels. Don't forget to give us a five-star review. And you can also visit us on fromthebasementup.com. Thank you so much.